2: What's up everybody and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, aggro and Barracuda as per usual, but this time joined by one of the best ADCs to ever do it, Barracuda, and also Panda Cat (laughs) joining us here on the show. I don't know, Panda, listen man, this is a apology to everybody, I'm in a real mood um, today, I have no idea where this show is going to go, Um I haven't done a whole lot of forethought about it, uh, if I'm being uh, completely transparent. But I found mm-hmm. that that was best because we're going to be talking ADCs today. We've got two ADCs on. If we all had ADC brain, I thought that we would all be on the same page, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I agree. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Excellent. We should do it every episode. It just ADC brain it?
2: Okay, yeah. That's mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's fine by me. Uh, obviously, we got Panic Cat on in order to continue our Season 8 talks on um, mm-hmm. how each role has changed going into the new season. Um, so Panda, before we get into, uh, Hunter specific stuff, um, just wanted to get your quick thoughts on the overall season eight map, um, and how you think it's gonna, it's going to be, uh, early on in the season, just playing it. Um, I-, I wish I got more
4: time to play on the season eight map. Obviously like worlds and everything was kind of the exact time of the map drop, <laughs> although they did re-release the PTS after, uh, the fact, um, I personally think the map, like, I don't like the art style of the map, and I'm glad that there's going to be multiple art style changes throughout the year, because I'm not a big fan of, like, the, like, light cartoony look. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, like, how the map actually played, it felt a lot better, I think. There's more paths, more things that, like, you have to kind of look out for, especially in Duel There's, like, four places where you can get gang from now, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um the the scorpions are a cool little like mini game that you can play with like when you want to do buffs because you want them buffed and whatnot and like I like the arrows like a cool thing in general. Um, so yeah, I think I think the maps headed in the right direction. I'm a little disappointed there's not a way to refresh totems if you have pressure. Mm. Uh, that's something that I wanted to see. Maybe like allow us to dip into the enemy tower. Yeah, like <laughs> I, want my, I want my totem, man. Like if I'm at the hey, tower man. line, I want totem as well. Yeah. And um, I thought they were going to do more like side lane jungle, mm. but. We just got some scorpions that heal, but they heal a lot.
2: though. Yeah, you know, got, you at got least some mini scorpions. Something. It's, it's
4: something. It's something. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. maybe they add something in later on, but I'm overall happy with how the map felt playing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting for the art style change, and I think I'll be like pretty uh, pretty happy in general. The
2: uh, the big scorpions, I think, are something that I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh, talk so far about. For, for both of you guys, how much do you expect fighting over big scorpions to be a, a thing whenever it's time for a competitive play?
3: I feel like they're decently important. Not like you're gonna freak out if like you don't get them, but I think if a team has pressure and they're just suffocating your side of the map and getting your scorpion, then I think it's gonna feel bad, but it's gonna feel like just as bad as like a kind of standard getting pressure, I think, or like getting pressured against.
2: Yeah, Panda, your thoughts?
4: I personally think the way, they changed the buffs to work with the upgrades and the scorpions is a little weird. Like, taking the attack speed off of purple and only getting it when it's upgraded purple is a little odd to me, because I feel like... um, Like, when we had the Mage AD meta and whatnot, we were saying that, um, like, purple should have attack speed on it, that way, like, Hunters can benefit from it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then they took it off, and it, now it's just physical power reduction So I think... um, I think the scorpions are actually a pretty big deal. I don't know how, like... How people be fighting over them and whatnot, but I think, like, extra lifesteal on red buff is a big deal, mm-hmm. and extra attack speed is also a huge deal. So getting both those buffs upgraded, at least for our side of the map, is definitely gonna be, like, I think it'll be a pretty large priority. I don't think it's gonna be, like, the biggest thing, like, you're not gonna be five manning a scorpion early on or anything, but getting it, you will definitely be like, dang, this feels a lot better than the non-upgraded buff, so. Mm-hmm
2: yeah the uh the one thing i do hope that they find a way to make the upgraded speed a little bit more impactful uh just getting extra crowd control reduction doesn't feel that great do you think do you guys think it would be broken if it did give you just more movement speed do you think that'd be too strong Mm, i
4: think
3: it depends right yeah i think movement speed is a really fragile stat and it's been like a fragile stat in smite forever Mm. and i think it's just always on the line of like being op because like I mean, back when speed buff gave you a lot of movement speed and everyone complained about it and they nerfed it. And then there was Tulare Boots meta and Bumbas meta. Like, I don't know. Every, every meta with a lot of movement speed and it's not fun. So I think you should just keep speed buff bad.
2: That is fair. Yeah. Uh, that is,
3: fair. And I mean, I that mean, is a sidely opinion.
2: Yeah, I guess junglers don't really deserve, like, rights or movement yeah. speed. Um, so I'm actually so- kind of about that. Now that you mentioned.
3: So you it. still get like the 16%, right? Like the ten plus three uh, six. Yeah. Here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro. You don't need any more than that, huh?
3: It, yeah, exactly. That's more All than right. enough.
2: Fair enough. Uh and the last like global map thing that uh that we've been asking people, Panda, is uh for your thoughts on the global anti heal debuff uh, <laughs> with lowering in combat anti healing potency from things like Divine Ruin, Brawler's Beat Stick. Do you think that's the right direction for healing? Do you think it'll work?
4: I'm personally a little disappointed that it applies to lifesteal.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think the general change is pretty good just so that like, you know, the healing matters are boring to play and boring okay. to watch and can be extremely frustrating to be a part of in general, where you have gods like Helen, Wan, you just, you have a 30 minute gold fight and then, you know, somebody gets poked to 30% and then the whole game flips and flops from right then and then or right then and there. So I think in general, like I do like the idea of having global any reduction, just so those characters aren't as valuable. But applying it to Lifesteal feels a little bit much to me because I feel like Devos will still be a core build path. So it's just going to feel like, well, I'm just building a side that's less efficient this season than it was last season. Mm. Um, but overall, I do think it is a nice thing to have. And I, I think it's just like a step in the right direction. So we don't have to keep playing against Hells, Ra's and Guan Yu's every game and then staying at a gold tree for 10 minutes
2: yeah that's definitely gonna feel good i will say i was i was doing a, a play test for season eight uh last week and i was playing uller and mm-hmm. i didn't have any lifesteal i was going like i was playing mid uller you know trans that whole build path mm-hmm. and i like late i'm full six items i go into the jungle late game and go in axe stance and i was healing for like 60 in auto or something And i'm like what is going on yeah. and then i was like oh yeah like that's actually a huge deal for characters like Uler who like normally you could pop into the jungle and like mm-hmm. full heal from a camp uh yeah. I, I was not full healing to say the least um but hey that was my only play test win uh in all of <laughs> last week so I'm not gonna complain too much about how it felt uh all right let's let's talk uh, let's talk starter items here fellas uh because the hunter ones I think you guys have a lot of Interesting options, but I don't know how much diversity we're going to see right off the bat. We'll start with the one that everyone was very excited to see come back, which is Death's Toll. Um, Typical, what it used to be, you just get flat health and and mana uh, for hitting an enemy with a basic attack that includes minions and all that kind of stuff. There is some scaling to it. It's plus 1% of your max health on the health and plus 1.5% of your max mana um, on the mana's end. How good do you guys think Death's Toll is, and do you think it'll be picked up? Barra? you can uh, you can kick us off.
3: I think it's pretty sick, but I can't tell in actuality how sick it is if you're still building, like, the Devo's path. And when I built it, I felt like I had infinite health and infinite mana, mm-hmm. but when you're against, like... I didn't do, it like, any in-houses or anything like that. I just did, like, casuals, and I couldn't tell, like... Cause I, it was just kind of annoying because I was kind of just winning every game, like, regardless of build, regardless oh, of, like... Yeah, so I was...
2: annoying for you, parents.
4: Yeah, yeah. So annoying. It's so, so good yeah. that you, you just know, win every
3: game. The, I wish. You can't actually <laughs> test things if you're just winning. Like, on a, all the starter items feel really good. Like, just a baseline. They just feel really insane. Except for Bluestone, I think. That was, like, my least favorite, I would say.
2: Okay, well, we'll get to Bluestone uh, in a little bit. Pin, I also think, like, the 75 health on Death's Toll isn't nothing like that feels like enough that you might be able to be a little bit more aggressive early on right mm-hmm. i
4: to be honest i played a, a good bit of games and i built Soul on a couple of them and i didn't even know it had health on it so <laughs> so i guess not yeah i got it's pretty negligible well um in general my personal thoughts on destle is it's a little bit of a bait like it can mm-hmm. be good on some characters but it's not like the meta we saw years ago where Soul's like just must-buy. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think it'll bring some characters back to... Uh, let me know if I'm lagging. I'm good. Uh, I played, like, X-Ball friends and for instance. That felt really good. You just mm-hmm. have Infinite state of the one, and that's, like, little traction that's brought back, but in general, from just playing a lot and playing against it, you don't really feel the, like, healing is as impactful. Mm-hmm. Though with the it is a flat heal right so the yes. global anti-heal thing doesn't affect it so it actually does Correct. feel better than like picking up a cow even though like cow has like 15 percent lifestyle or whatever because you're healing for the same amount mm-hmm. um but in general i think the upgrade paths are pretty lackluster for adcs and i just don't think it's really meant to be a hunter item i think it's more of like a solo item where you have like the and Cyruss and Erling's kind of running you down and healing for like 15 auto because they have 3k health or something like that
2: right yeah and, and then you look at Excuse me, the two uh, upgrades for it. Uh, Death's Embrace, 80 physical power or 140 magical power, 200 health, and the passive becomes hitting an enemy with a base attack restores 3% of your base of your health and mana. That definitely does not feel like a hunter item to me. Definitely more mm-hmm. um, warrior-focused. Death's Temper, I assume, is the one that ADCs would be picking up if they were going Death's Toll. 50 physical power or 75 magical power. 30% attack speed, which is a lot, um, and 100 health. Whenever an enemy dies near you, you gain one stack of temper, which provides 3.5% increased basic attack power for 10 seconds. Maximum of 10 stacks when an enemy god dies near you, you gain five stacks. So basically, this can give you 35% increased basic attack power, which is kind of a lot. I mean, that that Mm -hmm. feels pretty good. You get thirty percent attack speed from it. Does this uh, is this something that you would rather have than your traditional sixth item in your builds? Do you think that Death's Temper is good enough to, to
3: compete? Uh, i it kind of felt weird because I think it been. was bugged on BTS. No, i I heard it was. I, I heard it
4: was, but I'm not sure. I heard it was, was. I heard I'm pretty sure it was bugged the entire time PTS was live, so I didn't even get to test
3: it. Like, right? So bugged was in like not working like, at all. I don't, think the, I, don't, I don't know exactly
4: what the bug was, but every okay. time people are saying, don't go it, it's bugged. It's not working as intended. <laughs> I, nobody was like, oh, it gives you five stacks instead of ten. They're just like, yeah. yeah, don't go that item. It's not working. And I was like, oh,
2: okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I just think it's, on a base level. Yeah, go ahead, Barra. I think it's really good for sieging, but really awkward on fire giant fights. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're not ever going to get much value out of, like, objective fights and fighting around those areas. But I, mean,
0: I Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: I view it kind of the same way for, what's that magical defense I am, move speed, attack speed? Energy of talisman. Yeah, I kind of it like that. that. Or, like, yep. really good for sieging, but kind of weird in, like, other spots.
2: Yeah, it, just having it, for, like, 10 seconds is a long time. feel like it could be good, but I wonder if this is better than, like, what what six items are hunters normally building? Things like Odysseus Bow, if they aren't building it early in their builds. Like, Odie Bow just seems stronger than this, but I think Odie is a broken yeah. item. Um, Agreed. So... Maybe death's temper is good enough, but we'll have to wait and see if uh, it once people can, uh, can actually.
1: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvb bank incorporated member fdic maximum balance and transfer limits apply
2: we'll use it gilded arrow is the next one on the list and gilded arrow is kind of the one that everyone i saw building um during the pts it gives you 15 basic attack damage 50 health 7 mp5 and then every 10 seconds a nearby enemy minion is marked uh, if you secure the killing blow on that minion, you gain 10 bonus gold and 20% attack speed and restore 20 mana. Um, something to reward lasting a little bit more, which Smite doesn't often do. Um, but I saw basically everybody going this this starter item. Panda, do you feel like this is the best one uh, out of the gates for most ADCs?
4: Yeah, <clears throat> I personally think... Uh... The Gilded arrow will probably be the pick, the one picked up most, just on, like, base level. Like, oh, you're picking... People are going to be asking, like, oh, I'm playing Apollo, which one should I pick up? I'm probably going to be like, just pick up the arrow. on, like, 9 out of 10 hunters, you'll probably just feel good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do I think the item is good, I think the interaction with the item is actually, like, fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's been games where I spent 30 minutes clearing minions the entire game and done 3,000 damage, so... <laughs> at least now i could wait for some marks get some last hits and actually play a little mini game in the lane um and i think uh the upgrades are really cool i don't personally like the diamond arrow but i think the no wait i like the diamond arrow i don't like the one that gives you crit chance and i, I think just having bonus gold and like playing that little mini game and getting rewarded for actually getting the last hits and kind of like pushing to get end game and whatnot is just like a cool concept and i think it's it's a it's a playstyle the adc's were already playing and i think it's just like it's just going to, like, boost that playstyle a little bit more, so...
2: Gilded Arrow is, like, the totem of coup for solo laners, right? Like, something to do in your 1v1 Pretty lane much. where when the enemy picks Jingwei and they're not going to fight you anyways, at least you've got yep. something to to focus on. Uh, I kind of related it to
4: Teleria Boots in Season 4 where I would oh. just, like, pick AMC and then I'd just go, honey, people. <laughs> it's just something to do that, like, it's rewarding enough if you do it, like, well and it's actually just, like... Just something to keep your eyes on at all times rather than just like oh i'm just gonna sit here and clear six creeps and then go to the jungle make sure i don't die and then clear six more creeps so
2: dude do you remember when with that telaria boots where you used to get gold for hitting an enemy how it worked with scotty too and you yep. just like clicked yep. on him and barrett's yep. your fault that got that chain that, that got changed yep. by the i watched you get gold <laughs> from every single person on the map before minions had even spawned and I like <laughs> clipped it and sent it to Pawn, pon and I was like, yo, we gotta get rid of this, bro. Oh, like, <laughs> it was you? <laughs> it was me. I narc. Yeah. Oh. I'm,
3: I'm sorry, wondering. man. That was so much fun. Anything like- that helps
2: Scotty players, I can't I can't leave in the game. You know, come on man. I love I've got it. two Scotty players here on the show. Panda Cat's a Scotty abuser too. Mm-hmm. Not as much as John in the current day and age, but yeah. Okay. I was I was in my time. <laughs>
3: the OG Mid Guardian. Did you build Wing too on Scotty, or was it just Mid Guardian?
4: Yeah, it was just. It just depended on the comp. You just got like Uh-oh. Trans Boots, and then something that stopped you from dying, and then mm-hmm. Titan Spin when it was broken, and then you were just oh, chilling.
3: That build was so good. Okay, back to Goldera. Sorry. Yeah, I was getting obvious. Yeah, please oh, get away naughty.
4: from it. Back when we were use- useful.
3: <laughs> back when you could kill people with like two damage items, God. Oh, yeah. Great times. Everyone loved
2: that, for sure. We did.
3: I'm uh, sure you did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Gilded Arrow, it feels... Like, I definitely feel the basic attack boost um, over Destal. And I didn't even realize that, like, in my first game, that it gave that much, and I was Destal against someone with that, and I was like, why is he autoing me? I like, for so much more. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's kind of big. And playing on the pass was really fun. Like, I think... It's kind, I would say, like, overtuned, but you definitely feel it a lot when you're playing against it and playing as it. Like, if you get the last hit boost and you're mm-hmm. just, like, going Super Saiyan for a little bit, like, that feels so good. Um, so I think I agree with Peekat, where I think that's just, like, the best start item that I've played with. Like, you just feel so much stronger.
2: Do you think that it is so much better than the others that it's it's going to stifle build diversity coming out of the gates, or do you think that it's close?
3: I think it feels the most like a Season 7 build where your auto attacks are just doing insane damage. And I think it's going to take a bit of testing for people to kind of branch out and kind of like find the strengths of others, or if they're just literally as weak. I would say like as weak as they felt, but that one's definitely felt the strongest to me as well.
2: Yeah, Panda, you were kind of shaking your head. You don't think it's so much better that the others aren't competing?
4: I don't think so. My initial concern with the item in general was, like, if I don't go this arrow, am I going to be, like, 600 gold down at 10 minutes <laughs> or something like that? Like, like how many last hits can somebody really get to make it, like, mm-hmm. like that impactful? Mm-hmm. And through, like, quite a number of games, I never really felt like I was, like, okay, this guy's getting devils, like, way earlier than I am because he's getting all these last hits, so... In that like concept, I think it'll allow for like more build diversity and stuff like that. Just because it's not going to be like that huge a deal, unless maybe I was just last hitting in like pro- improperly or just you know just unlucky things are happening because it's PTS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be better and it'll definitely be picked up more the majority of the time. But I think there's going to be scenarios where the other starters will be uh, just as good, if not better. So, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just going to be like. All right, load in, diamond arrow, go run to base, whatever, or run to lane. <laughs> right. Like, load in, look at their comp. What are we trying to do this game? What am I playing against? Stuff like that. And then you kind of choose from then and go from there.
2: Sounds uh, sounds like the ideal situation. Uh, let's talk about the, the upgrades then. Diamond arrow, uh, 80 basic attack damage and 100 health passive is very similar as per usual the starter items there's one that just kind of enhances what the starter item did in the first place and one that's a little bit different this one just enhances so you gain whenever you kill an enemy you gain 10 gold and 20 percent attack speed for eight seconds this stacks up to three times this does they don't have to be marked there's no cooldown on this you get 10 extra gold per minion that you kill is that does that matter? Because you have to be level twenty in order to be buying this item. Do you? Could you see a world where you're prioritizing going diamond arrow and an especially like in a game where you're really trying to get to a three K pot and selling your booths as well? I mean, does that does that part of it matter? Because I've heard a lot of people talking about that.
3: Honestly, I'm not sure. I feel like I'd buy that if I was like split pushing, but if I'm just like going to a fire giant standing there, then probably not. Yeah, Panda, you don't. What do you think?
4: I personally think the meta is going to be shaped more around like everyone slow down, everyone farm, 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 everyone upgrade their starters and whatnot. And I Mm -hmm. think getting that Diamond Arrow before, like, I I don't know how the experience is going to go, but there have been times this season where I've been level 20 when their supports are level 12, Mm -hmm. right? And um, if you can get that arrow online and kind of hyper farm and get your 500 pot, your 3k pot, and then enough gold Mm -hmm. to get... Your sixth item with your boots done, like that, can be sped up pretty uh, exponentially with the arrow, and I think, um, I think it will matter for sure because there's a lot of times where you're like, oh, I'm like, this close to getting some items, right? And if you consider all the gold you're getting as soon as you upgrade that arrow, it'll just kind of push those items into your build a little bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, but granted, like like John said, if if you're just going to be staring at a fire giant fight, obviously having a passive that stacks off of minions slash god kills isn't going to be as effective as something that's immediate, right? So.
2: Yeah, but if you kill, like, if one of their frontliners ints and you get 60% attack speed, oh, yeah. like, instantly, that is a huge buff. Oh, you get that? Yeah, you, um, get, you get, yeah. You get, if you yeah. kill a god, uh, you get all three stacks, of the attack speed and 30 gold yeah 60 percent attack <laughs> speed is kind of it's a lot nutty. it is also it's worth cool. noting though that like it 80 80 basic attack damage is a lot of basic attack damage but for gods like amc or uler a little bit more ability based hunters not mm-hmm. getting any actual physical power off of this item does hurt their scaling a little bit but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's enough to notice it because then your autos are going to hit like a truck kind of either way. Um, but... uh, go ahead. I
4: agree, but I think with like gods like Uler and AMC, you can also argue that you can just go a full power build now and then you have 60% attack speed if you kill three creeps in a full power build.
2: Yeah, that seems good to me.
4: Yeah. So, that... so you have like 400, 400 power and you're also like 2.1 attack speed on gods that don't usually get that high. with uh, with those builds right like i think i did i did an uler build and i did like the whole trans mace like shebang Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i got to i think it was over two point something attack speed with full power so i'm autoing for like 465 or something like that at 2.1 attack speed if i kill three creeps or one god so Mm -hmm. i think yeah you can argue that it'll feel bad because it's not power but it also allows you to go full power and then forget all the attack speed and then get it if a fight breaks on you get a you get a pick you're just going to feel insane
2: that certainly would feel uh, really 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 good though not going bluestone on uler like kind of inherently feels wrong to me because like it makes your combo feel so good but if you can get if you're not uler is like such instant pressure on the map already that you kind of don't need bluestone to provide early pressure and then having mm-hmm. something like diamond arrow come in and give you late game potential and your kit kind of already won you early game it kind of makes that character a little bit more well-rounded, um, and a little bit less all in early, which, uh, which could be cool for him for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's ornate arrow as the other option. This one's only 60 basic attack damage, 150 health. All sources of gold gain are increased by 20%. For every 100 gold you have gain 1% attack speed and 0.8% critical strike chance up to a maximum of 25 stacks that probably is going to end up being like 20% critical strike chance so I'm not a math guy that's just what I assume that number means um, this kind of like gives you Fafnir passive uh, in the late game which means that your 3k pots both feel really good and really bad whenever you lose all these stats but with the uh, with a 20% increase on all gold gain maybe it doesn't feel so bad
3: I built this on Apollo on like a full crit build and it felt cute but i couldn't actually tell like how effective it was because i didn't want to buy anything in the late game which is just weird in itself like i don't want to buy like wards or like 500 pots or like a 3k pot because i was like i'm just hurting myself like this is just a weird trade-off and i couldn't like i'm not a math guy so like i'm obviously not going to know like if the five hundred pot's worth or like the like buying wards, obviously like that's not worth
2: it. dude, you need Quintosh in your yeah, ear telling worth, you yeah. that you can go you know, you can buy a you can buy a ward if it leaves you with thirteen hundred gold, but as soon as you get below yep. that, it's horrible. You know, it's not worth it. That's <laughs> that's what you need. Yeah, I don't
4: uh, know the efficiencies on the item either, so it will just be like a play it and figure it out kind of deal, I think, unless somebody goes to like Red In is like yep. Oh, as soon as you break twelve hundred gold you should pop. <laughs> It's like okay, okay, I got it. I got yep. it
2: thank you. We're calling all quintoshes and flare boots of the world to teach us when ornate arrow is good. Ornate. Just any thing.
3: Twitch chatters, you know. They or know yeah. a lot.
2: Any uh, any Twitch chatters, yeah. That's, Sometimes I'm, I'm that too. Um, yeah, Twitch chat brain, very re- <laughs> notoriously reliable here, fellas. That's where I get all of my uh, all of my information. Um, all right, let's talk leather cowl because I think this might be my favorite. Starter item from a design perspective, I think it's really really cool. It's 700 gold for 15 physical power, 10 percent physical life steal, and 5 percent attack speed. While you are near an allied god, you gain 10 percent attack speed. While you are alone, you gain 5 percent movement speed. How has this one felt for you guys? Because it gives uh, more physical power, I think, than Death Toll, and has life steal on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is more physical power. And then the passive. Uh, a little bit more unique um pando h- how have you felt about leather cowl so far
4: i i agree with the whole design perspective being really cool that whole like <clears throat> when you're alone it does something and when you're with people it does something else uh concept and i think it's it's a f- it's a very just like strange item in terms of like i've never we've never had anything like it right you don't have like movement mm-hmm. speed when you're when you're next to people or when you're alone in the attacks when you're next to people um, I think the item would actually be very good, like really good. I think it'd be way better than Arrow if the global anti-heal didn't apply it to lifesteal. Because mm-hmm. there were games, I think I was like, okay, you have lifesteal on, on the cow, so I'm going to skip a devs, right? You don't need the lifesteal from devs now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting boots, and I think dominance was like my first item rush, or like berserkers, and I was life lifestealing for 12. Huge. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Where is my percent lifesteal at? Like, this, is not, <laughs> this is not 15%, this is like 4%. I was literally like healing for eight in auto. Um, Pretty good. So I, I think, I mean, maybe you can just go devs and then double up on the lifesteal and it'll feel fine. I personally was like approaching it a different way. I was approaching it out of a matter of like, I'm gonna go cow if I want a different first item than Devo's, for instance, Berserker's Shield. If they're like heavy dive, I can go Berserker's Rush and then I'll have some lifestyle from the Cal. I never tried doubling down on lifesteal and seeing how much healed for. Um, but to my experience, I think it's gonna be a, a very unique item where you can build it in like scenarios where like like I said, if you're like, oh, they have Fenrir, Susano, Nethal, and uh something else. I'm like, I really need some early physical D so I don't die too much. So I'm gonna go cow, I'm gonna go Berserkers first.
2: The lifesteal will help me out and then it'll feel pretty good. So
1: mm-hmm.
4: um I think it's a good item though. I think
2: it's good. I think the upgrades are really cool as well. So Yeah, Bera, what uh how how have you felt about the cowl so far?
3: Uh, I was really bad in lane with it because it didn't have mana sustain, and mm. I, like, burned through my mana, like, at Hunter's Blessing, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> like, I cast, like, four buttons, and I'm oom now. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, can I just say, Hunter's Blessing no. was a crutch, all right? It had too much MP5. It had too much. It did. All the ADCs got all of a sudden this, like, this idea that we could just spam our buttons it, mm-hmm. I hear soul laners complaining all the time about not having blue buff playing like Jean Cui. And I'm over here, like I'm playing Jean Cui in mid with no blue buff all the time. Hunters complaining that they don't have enough mana. All of a sudden I'm not coming at you guys' throats. I know that you are uh, the finest ADC brains that we have um, in this <laughs> But I but still ADC brain to some degree. I like that. There's a, a good viable item that will make you have to worry about your mana consumption. Why did mana, why did hunters have so much mana sustain, you know? Yeah. I think cool, infinite mana man is, is whack for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and hunters and hunters cowl is, uh, is, is fixing that for us. But bear, besides being out of mana, because you don't know how to manage your mana pool at all. Uh, how, how, to feel. I didn't know it feel.
3: didn't have MP5 on it, dude. <laughs> like, everything has just like given So you're telling MP5. me that
2: you can only pick up hunter's cowl if you know your soul laner is going to be getting coup for you all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, it's on the like, You
4: could, You could just guilt him every time, too. Like, yeah, if they're not like, getting it, you'd like, oh, dang, I don't have enough mana. Maybe we could have killed him here,
2: but... Right, like, man, oh, I man. only... If, if, like, only Hunter's Cow would have been so good like, here, but I'm just... Yeah, some global man. I'm just really <laughs> counting on Koo all the time, like... <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. I guess, in, I guess in that matchup, you just don't get Coup. I guess that's what it is, you know? We're yeah. Like, so I, guess, just, I guess we just don't get Coup. <laughs> right. You got to say we, so it's Again. not toxic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we uh, just don't. We're just, we just don't prioritize Coup like other teams do, you know? Can you also, remind me which one of the – wasn't Hunter's Cal
4: more expensive or something like that? Because I remember yeah. some starters I was leaving and I had like one health pot.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then some I was
4: leaving. I had three health pots, and I was like, "Wait a second, something's like." So not right
2: on now. the initial season eight patch notes this is not the updated version. I don't think Death Toll, Gilded Arrow, and H- and Leather Cowl are all seven hundred. Um, they were okay. Yeah, so uh, they all are the same right now. That may have changed during PTS. Um,
3: but I want to say I ran into the same thing Pika did. But again, ADC brain impossible to say
2: yeah, yeah rough i'm positive there was times
4: i was leaving base with like one pop and i was like this is not gonna feel good if i'd
2: like get poked or something right <laughs> it's be dead does wow. it is it i didn't get a chance to play with leather cow at all because i avoid adc like the plague um do you, does it like is it jarring whenever your eighty your support like leaves the middle of you clearing a wave and all of a sudden you're down 10 percent attack speed or it d- does it not feel mm-hmm. that bad
3: Not really, it didn't feel like too, too bad The movement speed felt really nice, honestly Like running around the map Um, That would
2: be funny if you were like running away from someone And you were about to live And then your support like blinks in range And you (laughs) lose the movement speed And then you die because of it I'm gonna, I know that's gonna happen to somebody uh, And I'm excited about that That's gonna be funny for me Um, All right, time for Hunter's Cowl Because it is uh, the upgraded version Of the Leather Cowl 60 physical power, 15% lifesteal 20% attack speed while while you are near an allied god you gain a 25% attack speed aura so it's not just for you and if you are alone you gain 10% movement speed uh this feels like one if you're going to be running the old double hunter or one magical adc one physical adc fafnir composition getting another built-in 25% attack speed aura is going to feel really good I think you add that into something like a shogun's like Double Hunter compositions are going to look really good if one of your Hunters have Hunter's Cowl, is my first impression. Panda, how did it feel when you were building it?
4: That upgrade feels massive, for sure. Um, like, getting that getting that upgraded from your little, like, baby cowl, you're like, oh, snap, I'm doing work now. Uh, especially because it's a, it's a lot of power and the movement speed. Like, when you're leaving base and you're zooming, because mm-hmm. you have the Pyro buff at all times now, right? Mm-hmm. From, like, from the base of the pillar... And then you leave your little door, you exit the door, and you're still moving, like, super fast. It feels great. Um, I didn't actually get any chances to play with, like, a double hunter comp or anything like that, or I never played with, like, somebody who else had it. Like, somebody had it, and I didn't have it, and I was like, whoa, this feels really good. I'm assuming it's just going to feel great, though, because I don't know how many times I've built something last season. I was like yo, Mike, can you throw Shoguns in your build, maybe? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I have all these items. I'm like, okay, it'd feel pretty good. So now we'll have our own variant of Shoguns that you can actually go, and it'll feel just good play key, most likely.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you're grouped, you have 45% attack speed from this item, which is a preposterously high number, it feels like. But it does make things like soloing gold a little feel a little worse because you just lose 25% attack speed if you're kind of splitting off, but... I don't think it's going to be enough to make me not want to pick up Hunter's Cowl, Cowlbear.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't built that item, but I mean, on paper, I think it sounds really good and will be good for a competitive play.
2: Yeah, it, it's going to be good. Um, how about Leader's Cowl? Because I don't know exactly who's supposed to be building this, but I think it's sweet. It's 40 physical power, 300 health, 15% physical lifesteal. For each nearby friendly god, you gain a stack of outnumber for each nearby enemy god you lose a stack of outnumber and each stack of outnumber provides three percent increased power to all nearby allied gods do you think you could like is there a situation that you think you'd be building leader's cowl instead of hunter's cowl or is this more for for someone not you
3: maybe like a grouped fight where you're just not diving and you're i don't know it, it sounds really awkward to build.
2: Yeah, I just don't know who this is for. Because yeah. if you're five on five, this doesn't give you any stacks of outnumber, right? You have zero how big stacks.
3: Is the, how big's the range? 55 units. So, so like an auto attack range? Yeah, yeah, is basic,
2: yeah 55 is basic attack range.
3: I I guess, dude, I will say if someone
2: yeah. like blink, if someone trolls and like a soul laner blinks into your whole team, they're the only one around. You and your boys are getting 12% increased power. or I guess it'd be 9% because you can't have yourself. Do you count as a stack of outnumber? That's the question. Probably Yeah, probably not. But so you're going to, you and your boys all have like 10% extra power, basically. That's going to feel pretty good. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I don't really know why I'd go this instead.
3: Yeah, I was about to say it might be too situational to say late game unless you're like playing with like a specific like objective burn strut maybe.
2: Yeah, could I
3: don't be.
2: Know. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the other starter items that aren't specifically made for hunters but can certainly be used by hunters. Uh, bluestone. How, how do you guys feel about bluestone pendant? Are there any hunters that you would think bluestone is better than going something like gilded arrow or the uh, or the leather cowl?
3: I played with it on Neath. I went the full power pin build. And I just wanted to, like, see how much damage, like, a late game Neath will do in the, with new builds, with mm-hmm. the new Bluestone. And you hit for, like, 1K with the one of the upgrades. Like, whatever. It's like, percentage health one. Then it felt pretty good in lane, but... Eh. Like, yeah. I don't know if it'll, like, run the lane, but I think it's decent.
2: I mean, AMC with Bluestone was, once upon a time, pretty... Yeah. Uh, pretty hard to push out uh panda how about your thoughts on bluestone
4: i think i only got like a single game of it um on Uller, just because like that was like the go-to god like Mm -hmm. oh bluestone's back as Uller op again and i want to say it probably i think it felt fine when i played with it but i don't think it's going to be as hype as we remember it being once upon a time yeah i think think through like some some uh, some testing and whatnot we might see it built on gods like amc and gods like Uller, but it kind of feels like the characters that are going to be building it. If they were, the characters that would be building are going to have pressure by default, like their names. So it's like, why don't I just go a better start item, like the arrow or something like that. And yeah. Just have pressure no matter what. Uh, it might be worth, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe people will buy it and then sell it instead of upgrading it. They'll just sell it like, yeah. oh, it's done its job. Let's get rid of it now. Let's just go like another item, Heartseeker or something for for instance. So.
2: Yeah, I think that could work. And then there's the the two upgrades for Bluestone, the one that Barra was talking about, uh where you just deal twenty five plus seven point five percent of their current health over two seconds, max two stacks as per usual. Then there's the one that I think that is more geared towards ADCs, which is corrupted bluestone, which is then a red stone uh in the icon, so that one always throws me to for a loop But uh, enemies hit by your damaging abilities Take an additional 75 damage over 5 seconds And reduced enemy attack speed by, 10, by 10% Max 2 stacks For every enemy afflicted You gain 15% attack speed Up to a maximum of 5 enemies So you could be hitting a fatty Medusa ult And getting a lot of attack speed From something like this Or AMC honey Spreading through the team fight Would give you an insane amount of attack speed But is that... Is that good enough? Like, what do you think that, that just on paper this item? Do you think it could compete with uh, with some of the other ones we've talked about?
3: I haven't built it, but it sounds fun to test out late game. Not sure about actual viability, but I mean, if peak out is autoing for four hundred late game, and you can build like a build that's full power pin plus it'll of attack speed, that would probably feel pretty good. Same with like the full power pin and you throw like an oboe in there. People were doing that like last year and year before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think any build like that's always scary for like the pressure, like AMC Uhlers. Um But as far as like actual viability, not sure, but I think it'd be fun.
4: Yeah, I personally didn't get to, to test that variant out at all. Like I said, I only played like one game and I think the game ended before I hit 20 or maybe I just went the wrong one without reading it.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Sorry, my camera here. No, you're good. There you go. There it is. Um, I think it'll be interesting because we brought it up before. In games where it's stalemated, it's obviously going to be too hard to tell from level one. Like, you're not building a starter because we're going to be like, oh, at 30 minutes, we're going to do the fire giant dance, right? Mm -hmm. But um, if there was some way to kind of predict that, maybe if you just, like, look at team comps and you were to assume games would kind of go that way, Mm -hmm. it sounds better than having, like, a diamond arrow or a death where you need kills slash minion kills to actually be effective, right? Mm -hmm. For instance, if you're AMC and you're just dropping honey and gaining 45% attack speed just by default because people are walking at you, it's better than like, oh, well, I would be more useful in a lane than here. So um, maybe it'll be useful then. That does sound pretty good though on paper. Just getting all that attack speed, but I think like gods like AMC will probably be able to use it the best. Other than that, you're not going to be getting like five stealer unless people are stacking up. You're not going to be like, getting five stacks right on any character realistically, mm-hmm. right? right. Or any ADC realistically. Like you're not going to get a three a three man Uller, three and then a two man Uller one or something like that. Hey, I mean, yeah. it's possible, but that, that you're probably just winning the fight anyways. If you're hitting all five people with their, abilities. yeah, I would hope, yeah. I
2: would certainly hope so. Your team's dropping the ball uh, if yeah. you aren't. Um, the other one I saw a lot of Mannequin Scepter. Uh This is 750 gold, 10 basic attack damage, 15 physical protection, and three flat damage reduction. Enemies hit by your basic attacks are burned, taking 20 physical damage over two seconds, and have their attack speed reduced by 7%. Jungle monsters take. Two and a half times the amount of damage. This can let you invade pretty well. It's kind of thought of as the the most aggressive option that you can go for right now in in any of the lanes. Have you guys tested any mannequin scepter uh, in the dual lane panda? Uh,
4: I did. I tested it on. Okay, you're good. I tested it on Izzy because people are like, "Go to Zanami, Her auto text is going to burn. She's going to be more useful." Mm-hmm. And then I was autoing people, and my mannequin scepter is proking for four. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this this feels crazy. I'm autoing <laughs> for fifty six instead of fifty two. Yeah. Um it did feel good when you walk into the jungle, especially if you're like a low clearing character who doesn't have abilities like Rama or somebody like that, who just has autos to rely on. Mm. Procing the, the camps for like an extra forty or whatever per second is obviously really nice. Um in general it just it just seems more of like a solo lane boxing item to me than like an ADC boxing item. Mm. Just cause like flat damage reduction is obviously really nice for solo laners. And just that minus attack speed for the person who's not going to the mannequin, you're obviously going to feel it pretty hard if you're boxing into it. But I, I just don't I don't know if you're going to get much value out of the passive in duo, especially because nobody fights anyway. So.
2: Everyone's running all the time. Barrett, you said uh, whenever I asked Panda and you started talking um, inexplicably, uh, it sounded like you said that you did not get a chance to test this at all?
3: I don't remember talking during that question. Oh,
2: well, it happened. No. You can watch the VOD back. Oh, it's fine. That's weird.
3: Um, no, I'm not. Played with it, and I've barely played against it, so I have, like, barely any experience with it.
2: Fair enough. Uh, The one upgrade that I think that hunters would go if they are going Mannequin is the Mannequin Mace, uh, which is 50 basic attack damage, 100 health, 30 physical prot, and 8 flat damage reduction. Um, Enemies hit by your basic attacks are burned, taking 60 physical damage over 2 seconds, and have their attack speed slowed by 10%. This can stack up to 4 times. Jungle monsters and bosses take quadruple damage this might be like actually kind of nuts for burning objectives i feel like Mm -hmm. i mean taking 60 times 4 uh damage and just slamming on a fire giant like i feel like that could be kind of good that is a lot of damage
4: i'm not gonna lie i think myself and probably many other people misread the, uh, description <laughs> for some reason, I kind of thought like, I was just going to be doing quadruple damage to objectives. No, like not the mannequin proc. I thought instead of hitting for 200, I'd be autoing things for 800.
2: Do you think that would um, be like, good if it did that? Do you think yeah, I was like, <laughs> people would I was buy like, that. There's no way this
4: is good, right? Like, a merc is going to run into fire giant pit, auto fire giant for 4,000, and two shot
3: it. <laughs> um, but uh, they, not, like. You and a lot of people, is that like only ADC players? <laughs> or? No, I think
4: I, I heard people saying, like, surely this is going to be broken. Like, oh, okay. for instance, Mercs, like, I, I I heard, I think it was like Ben talking. He was like, I'm going to go Merc, wow, I'm going to go Crit, bro. I'm going to build Mannequin Scepter, and then I'm going to auto Fire Giant for 4K. And I was like, dude, that is broken. For sure, <laughs> don't. Like, hopefully that's not how that works. <laughs> Throwing uh, your teammate under sure the bus, some, man. I'm sure there's tough. some other people who read that and they're like, <laughs> quadruple damage. Like, okay, I'm going to be smacking this thing.
2: Yep. It, um, I mean, you I, will be smacking even with only quadruple yeah. <laughs> damage from the mannequin proc. I mean, that's still like it's a still solid. Good, it's still like an extra auto every, Yeah, every single every time. Auto. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It uh, it seems good. But does that seem like you don't get attack speed from it? Maybe on hunters that don't need the attack speed as much, someone like Aram, um, who has a pretty strong attack speed steroid already, maybe you could use this and, and be a little bit more objective-minded?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Possible. I'd Possible. say this is like the third objective-oriented one we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe there's a objective meta coming. We'll see. Yep.
2: We shall see, indeed. Okay, let's talk about one of the new items. There aren't too many new non-starter items, um, but hunters got one called Dominance. It builds from Charged Morningstar, which is the same place you can build Transcendence and Heartseeker. It's fit- twenty-five hundred gold. 55 physical power, 200 mana, 20 MP5, 10% physical penetration. Your basic attacks benefit from an additional 10% physical penetration. How do you think this changes how ADCs build? Because Atalanta's bow also lost 10% physical penetration, and Executioner gained an extra stack on the maximum end. What do you, uh, what do you guys feel about Dominance?
3: It felt weird to fit in my build sometimes. And I didn't know exactly where to get it and when to get it. And I, because sometimes I felt like I was like lacking attack speed because it feels like a Titan's Bane for auto attackers kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, it felt weird to like build. And I, I don't know exactly what build path you would go with it. I don't know. It's just a weirdly sad item. I think it's good, but I'm not sure exactly where or when to build it.
4: I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum. I kind of think it's a must-build in every build. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think all the starters have so much like extra attack speed randomly put on them that mm-hmm. you just... You just have enough like for instance if you go arrow you can go devos boots dominance with arrow and when you get those last hits you're really feeling like way better True. than you imagine
2: mm-hmm.
4: um i think the biggest deal is that at is kind of like gone for good like last season i know myself and a lot of other people are like you get to that fifth item you're like well i can go Adelantis here or i can go fail Not, or berserkers or this or this or that and you just kind of like really want one of the other items we're like oh, I really need the pen um and I think it's very interesting that it goes over your pen cap. So if you're able to fit 30% extra pen with that item, you'd actually have 50% pen on your auto tax, which is mm-hmm. kind of a huge deal. Yeah, you're going to like one-shot um, tanks. Yeah, you'll be hitting for like 400 on people who have like 250 pro. They're just going to be so confused. And be like, why are you hitting me this hard? <laughs> yep. Um, I currently think the build path will be Devo's Boots, Xe Dominance, Berserkers. Mm. Um, Cyclone and I talked about it. And uh, obviously it's not meta or anything but it's what i think is going to happen mm-hmm. um but i'm i'm still looking for ways to put like kins in the build path oboe in the build path um different things because it does feel a little bad Obo i think is like the strongest adc item in the game and i can't even put it in a five like five nope. slot build path right now just because there's so many items that i feel like are core with the starters being the way they are so yeah uh, all in all i think dominance will probably be built every single game once people figure out like uh item spikes and whatnot and build path spikes and things like mm-hmm.
2: that you really think xc is that important uh to 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 fit it in third just gaining that extra stack um i mean obviously it gives you another seven percent penetration for for your team um well i guess it's is it armor reduction still or is does it count as pe- i think it's armor it's reduction a shred,
4: a shred, yeah yeah
2: um it really didn't get built at all except for Sino in the jungle on like Osiris and Erlong Shen and that kind of stuff. You think the one stack goes from we don't see it from ADCs really at all to, to a must buy?
4: I think it's so cheap. Like the power spikes are insane from like How much is it? 2200. I'd say the same. Yeah. OK. Um, It does feel a little whack when you just need auto a lot to get it like online. But I feel like you'll, you'll probably be autoing people for, for more autos, like, majority of the time in team fights unless you go and crit.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's just such a cheap and effective item. And that extra stack does kind of boost it up from, like, when am I going to build it to, like, okay, maybe I should just build it. Especially because Atalanta's isn't, like, really going to be built anymore. So, that third item slot really frees up.
2: Yeah, Atalanta's goes down to 2200 as well, so also pretty cheap. Um, but only having 10% pen does feel like a pretty big deal to me. I I'm, I'm kind of more in pandas camp that I feel like Mm -hmm. dominance is more likely to be built often than, than not often. Um, but Mm -hmm. I also kind of agree with what you were saying, bear, that it's hard to to find the right point. And especially like if you're going crit build these days, where do you want to be in that? I mean, deathbringer got a buff rage, got a buff. Uh, Wind Demon got buffed um, Poison Star got a shift, losing 5% of the slow, but also going down in 200 gold Um, God, all ADC items are so cheap yeah. man, like, they're all he,
4: cheap and good
2: Yeah, what, boy a, 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 a good spot to be in, huh fellas?
3: Yeah, I'm just like confused, because every build I built felt like kind of the same or like, didn't feel like much better than the others and like I think my biggest like hold up was a lot or I guess like all the starter items don't have pin on them mm-hmm. so it's weird to like get to six items and be like okay where's my penetration coming from if I'm building like attack speed and crit and sometimes you're just left in a weird spot so I was like constantly trying to build dominance because I've heard a lot about it being like really strong but it just felt awkward I guess yeah like yeah. fitting it in sometimes
2: Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of different roles are going to have. I I think this is the first time we've had a new map in a long time now. Um, And so I think people kind of forget how hard it is to find your what your roles power spikes are supposed to be and and how it's going to really work out on a new map, especially a new map that has this much farm on it. Yep. Um, wh- do you guys feel like ADC is going into season eight or going to be stronger than season seven weaker about the same? H- how do you feel about the general strength of the class going into season eight?
3: Um, I would say it depends on the pressure ADCs and the pressure supports that you can run or like Pika was saying earlier, if it's just one of the farming meadows where you're just kind of over there trying to hill which one you're trying to get your spike. So then you can come over and do objectives and it depends on how much pressure matters which literally just going through this many years of smite like the pressure just like goes up you go to like max pressure and then it's like okay what can we get away with against the max pressure and then just goes back down then it comes back up so i think we'll be going through that this year people playing like i would say like ymir Uller in duo lane trying to like slam jam and just run at your buffs the whole time and seeing how much action you can actually have over there safely um yeah, I think it just depends on how effective pressure is through the dueling.
4: Panda, your thoughts? Um, I agree with uh, pretty much everything John said. I do think it's a little uh, little interesting that they put the invader's curse on purple buff now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, Farrah and Jake run at purple buff a lot. So those <laughs> pressure we? picks are going to be... <laughs> Every experience yeah you guys run at that buff a good bit i just have Jake <laughs> take with, seven, with 17 health pots at that first purple and you're like well what do we do mm-hmm. um but that that being there will uh kind of solidify you going straight to lane and whatnot and i don't really know how like the level two power specs are right now i've, I've hit level two i think almost every time if you did like the red to purple to wave start mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think pressure is just going to be a thing. Like pressure is just always good. Right. Um,
3: Yeah. It always goes back to
4: it. It it always, it always is just like, (laughs) why don't we just go more pressure than they go? (laughs) Yeah. Just put them in their tower line and just like steal stuff. Um, well, no, I, don't, I don't really know how strong we'll be throughout the early game. I think losing Hunter's Blessing is actually a big deal. I think it was, like, one of the biggest items that even made ADCs, like, really strong from those, like, 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. But I feel, like, around that third item slot, you'll be feeling, like, pretty good, especially if you're ahead. You just think like you're just going to be smacking. If you go, like, Dominance mm-hmm. or something third, you're just going to be in for, like, a million. You're going to be healing for a lot. You're going to feel pretty unstoppable. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested, there should be a patch, right, that'll actually have buffs and nerfs to, like, gods before it goes live, right? So, yeah, I'm just hoping they, like, nerf Cupid and stuff so that the meta kind of, like, really opens up and Mm -hmm. you can literally play whatever you want, like, whenever you want and however you want to do it. And that'll, like, I think that'll be the most rewarding meta for, like, high god pool players and players that are willing to kind of go outside of the comfort zone and try different strategies with different characters so
2: yeah i think um, yeah, um swing on that i don't think 8.1 will have uh, additional buffs and nerfs uh, since their since the pts cycle um whatever changes they made there but usually how it works is new, like meta gods get nerfed more in the second patch of the year like 8.2 in this in this instance um than an 8.1, because 8.1 has so much implementation and that kind of stuff. Uh, and that leads me to to the final question, which is what hunters it, and uh, in starter item combos do you think are going to be strong for people to start climbing with whenever, uh, whenever 8.1 launches? What would you recommend?
3: I mean, I would still suggest Apollo. I think that God, you can just hold W it and just, you know, run it down. So if you're a good Apollo player, I would just slam some crit. Hold your W key through your keyboard and uh, hope that they they don't pick Cupid because <laughs> you might cry inside.
4: I think it's gonna be Cupid still, man. Yeah. Until that guy gets nerfed, like he is so hard to play against. He literally counters like literally every single ADC matchup. Yeah. To get pressure you heal through everything. You have passive attack speed. You can go whatever build you want on him. Like until that God's just removed from the meta somehow. I feel like if you're if you're a low-level player or a mid-level player or even a high-level player, and you're like, oh, ranks coming out today. What ADC do I
3: pick? Pick Cupid and just run it down. Also, if you need to learn how to play Cupid, just press four on cooldown. Yeah. It's not hard.
4: Literally just four. You're like, yo, their ADCs all sound, and I'm still way more useful. So yep, let's get on in there. Um, so I think Cupid, 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 Cupid until he gets nerfed.
2: Kind of wild that like a year ago, Cupid was like playing. Cupid was like a meme in the pro league and, and yeah. then, I mean, he got a lot of very strong buffs, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, he got a lot of really, really strong buffs, but he went from n- next to no play to like the best ADC all year. Uh, pretty quickly. Rom was kind of the same way. Rom, like before last year, hadn't seen play in a while. I felt like, um, and then he was, uh, he was brought to prominence once again. What, what ADC that we haven't seen in a while should, should get buffed to the sky next. Artemis. Though? Okay.
3: Artemis metas are kind of lame. Yeah, I was gonna say like Artemis. There's like AMC, but they're just lame characters to have in the meta. Like they're just super aids. Medusa For is sure. also like, uh actually, I, when was the last time we saw Medusa, dude? Like
4: it's been a while. Three seasons ago, <laughs>
2: dude. Her scaling <laughs> is nuts. Like if you if you can get to full six items on Medusa, her one just like yeah. one taps people.
3: Mm-hmm. Dude, but her dash is so bad. Like, yeah, Barrow
2: once told me, uh, Barrow and I were talking about how to buff Medusa one time, and he said, make your make it so your dash, like, is smaller. Make her dash harder to hit. And I was like, do you have any idea said that what the, what 90% well. of the player base would ever say if we get yeah, we buff Medusa by making her dash harder to yeah. hit. Like, everyone would hate That's...
3: us. A laner can be, like, here, and I have to look all the way over here and try to dash this way. Yeah, and I, I hope that that dash works out. Because, like... I mean, back in the day, literally no one blocked Medusa Dash, and now every soul in there is literally just standing behind you, out-trading you, and you're just like, okay.
2: Nowhere to go. Dude, okay, here, I got it. Here's who I want in the meta for next year. I want a chiron Kernanos dominated duo lane. Thoughts on that?
3: Cern is fun. I think he's one of the fun aggro picks, but not as, like, suffocating as the other picks, but fun to play against and fun to play as. Chiron, Chiron's cool, dude. Why does everyone oh, yeah. hate on that guy? Chiron's, Chiron's sick, dude. I love Chiron. Thank I love, you. I love Chiron. He's cool. He just dies so easily in duo. I feel like in mid you can like play a bit, but in duo you just if the jungler comes over you might as well like not play the game. Bro, what if I what just started? Mean, what if, if I just started rez. season eight playing only Chiron? Oh yeah, you get a rez every time you get ganked. <laughs> yeah, if you're good enough, just uh, <laughs> you're yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, you you're just gotta one. give him the opportunity. What? Uh, Oh, and I did want to ask before uh, before we go, Danzaburo. Everyone's talking about how OP he is, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I don't see it. I don't like. I think he's obviously good, um, but I don't think that. I just think that he is. If I'm playing jungle and the enemy ADC locks in Danzaburo, that is literally the easiest gank, every single time, um, because his ult is so easy to body block. And once he ults, you just like step in front of it, and then he insta dies. Do you guys feel like Danza's, like, super broken? Because that's what everyone seems to think.
3: I think he's good against the casual player base. And I think he's one of those characters that feels really tough getting for casual players to play against. I think he's also very good from ahead. But if I think if he ever gets behind and he, like you said, just, like, starts getting spam ganked, then it feels really bad.
4: Yeah, I've, I view him as a Apollo 2.0, in a way, where you've kind of just got three abilities to work with if you're uh, getting engaged on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if you're if you're in a position where you could, like, openly use your rocket uh, aggressively and whatnot, mm-hmm. or if you can kind of, like, see where ganks are coming from and you could rocket out, like, that thing covers distance. So oh, it like moves. If somebody's like, yo, Barrow, there's a jungler probably going to gank you, and you can cover just enough distance where they can't yeah. block it, you're just gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, as easy as he is to gank, I also feel like he can be impossible to gank with the right comms and wards set up.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I, I think he's more of just like an annoyance in lane just because the two is super annoying. It body blocks autos, the leaf mode, you know, you just like disappear randomly. And I think people are going to get really good at using it and they're going to be pretty elusive.
2: Yes, dude. It is hard to track people and, uh, who know how to uh, use it. No,
4: for thing. sure. I, I was playing against, we were doing like in-houses and people were picking dons of support and then you like go into leaf mode mm-hmm. and then, you, and then you, you like, you come back in and I feel like I'm, like, looking at the table. Oh, him, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just saw where he was. And then there's, like, one leaf that floats away. You're like, this has got to be him, right? And you chase it, and you auto it, and you're like, oh, yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think he's OP or anything. I think he's going to be pretty good. I'm interested to see, like, how he plays in comp because I haven't played against, like, a pro ADC on Donza yet. I, right. I played against one, but it was against like vote on PTS. And I was just like, what does this guy even do? Cause I didn't play it at all.
2: Vote in non SPL games versus vote in SPL games is a completely different animal. Um, yeah, not too. A completely different animal. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that is fair, fair to say. Um, oh, I was going to say one other thing and now I forgot. Oh, well I lost it. Nothing you can it's do fun. about that. That's the ADC brain episode. That's uh, that's, that's what happens <laughs> here. Um, Guys, for, for our random question of the day, uh, I, I want to talk to you about an experience that I had as recently as yesterday. Um, oh. It is uh, it's my birthday weekend this weekend. Uh, thanks, everybody who sent me happy birthday things and all that kind of stuff. Um, and last night I got some food with my wife and with PBM and we uh, we got some takeout and it was from one of my, one of my favorite restaurants. And I had so much food. I will admit that I was, um, you know, doing a little bit of celebrating. So I was I was ready to eat Um, Mm -hmm. and I ate so much food that I literally thought I was going to just explode. I've never been this full in my whole life, but it was worth it. But it was to to describe how full I was. I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I literally laid in my bed and I thought is the first thing I'm going to do as a 29 year old go and throw up from being too full is, is that what i'm gonna have to do is uh is my first thing Can you guys have you guys ever had that experience remember the most for context i had um and uh i split some wings with mike and then we i got uh, a it was chicken fried chicken is what it's called but two gigantic fried chicken breasts with mashed potatoes and green beans um i had a couple beers alongside it and then we immediately went and got ice cream uh right afterwards and i knew the ice cream was a mistake fellas but nope. i was not gonna be saying no to that ice cream um and i slammed a, a big thing of ice cream as well and i thought that might be the end of me um i i had no idea what to do uh, at that point have you guys ever been in that situation um that i have that i was
4: Uh, I mean, I guess there's, I've probably, I feel like it it happens more often when you drink too much, not even like alcohol, like where you like drink too much water Yeah. and then you'll Mm -hmm. kind of fill up like that and you're like, whoa,
2: like. Let's say I was hydrated. Yeah, I was, I was hydrated. That's, that's the word I'll use to describe myself. In terms of like overeating, I've, there's definitely been times where you're like, oh,
4: I'm, I'm so hungry. You eat all your food and you're like, okay, that was a mistake. I don't think it happens that often though. I don't know.
2: This, definitely does this, was level, like this was the next level, man. This was the next level. I've never been to this level before. Bear, have you been to that level before?
3: I don't think so. I feel like the only times I've felt sick are from sweets and alcohol. And I don't yeah. think I've ever felt, like, throw up from just eating a lot. Like, back in the day, we would, like, go to Little Caesars and we would just eat a whole pizza after cross-country. And even then, like, we didn't feel like we were going to throw up, but I mean, even at like Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that, I don't think I've oh, ever felt yeah.
2: like
3: I'm going to like, I've never felt throw I felt like I'm going to die if I eat any more, <laughs> but not yep. like, okay, I got to beer right back.
2: Like, yeah. I was going to like wake up and get like brunch today with my wife. And I woke up and I was like, I can't eat, dude. I can't, I can't do it. Oh. It wasn't until like 3 PM that I was able to think about food. Uh, without wanting to to die on the inside. Thanksgiving's a good shout. Thanksgiving, I've definitely felt almost as full. Um, Oh. But you got to watch out for that. Barry?
3: Luggage and chat. Um, I felt that way after eating a ton of meat.
2: Oh, yeah, the meat sweats are a thing, baby. Bro,
3: God. Uh, I took Destiny out for a birthday dinner and went to a barbecue place for lunch, and I had a giant, like, you know, those massive barbecue platters, Yep. And then for dinner, we went to a Brazilian steakhouse where you have like a green and a red card. And green means you get meat, and red means no more meat. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I ate a lot of meat, my guy. Yep. And I was like, I literally had to go to the car and lay down because I thought I was going to throw up and just die. Yep. And that yeah dude okay, so whenever
2: the world opens back up Barra there is a korean barbecue place i know you and i have had uh korean barbecue before but there is the next level of korean barbecue that we go that we were going to before the pandemic and i have never walked away from that place without having the meat sweats <coughs> and i never and i hope i never do uh it is un it's unreal Barra or panda you're welcome to come along as well of course we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slam Mm -hmm. Some Korean barbecue. Dude, that's that's kind of stuff I miss, man. That's the kind of stuff I miss. You know, just being able to go out. All right, I'm in my feelings here at the end of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) That's just the way it goes, I suppose. Panda, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Make sure you guys are checking out Panda's stream whenever uh, season eight goes live, especially because uh, that's the man who's going to be hitting the late night cues. Bear is going to be hitting the early morning cues. And I'm going to be yes, in the baby cues. And that's, uh, and that's how it's going. to <laughs> uh, Make sure you're giving us a rating on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Checking out the other Prediction Esports uh, shows. They all have a bunch of great stuff. And we'll see you next time here on the Backliners. Barra, don't choke this time. Bara, <laughs> <Vera. laughs> Why would you say that? You just weren't supposed to live. That's like, I, I could have said anything to you in that moment, man. You were supposed to be so locked no, in I was that so you were just going to hit. I know. Well, that you clearly yeah. weren't. All right, give us a rating and we'll see you next time here on the backliners.
3: Bye.
2: Nice, man. Really great Thank work.
3: Thank you. Thank you. That was actually a good one.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.